When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the downside. This is Joe Marcus Horezi. Uh, we got a full house tonight. Full house, full couches. Russell Daniels. Hi. Well, okay. <laughs> Still exhausted from the stairs, I see. <laughs> uh, uh, Russ, I saw you last night. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, we got we got wild. I had two hot toddies. Two hot toddies. Sugar high and a little tipsy. Yeah, it was Very late. Exciting. It was late. We we it pushed late. it. Yeah, we pushed it. Yeah, I didn't get home to like like one forty five. It's too late. It is. We're here. We're joined by our producer, Paige Sachika. Hello, hello. Welcome. Hi. How are you doing? Doing good. Good. You said you got a a bad haircut. I got such a bad haircut. What do you mean? I (laughs) I mean, look at her. I never put my hair up, and that is a sign. That I was like, you're wearing it differently. But like, what do you mean? Like, what happens if you put it down? If I put it down, what does it look like? We have to turn the cameras off. It lo- yes, nobody should see it. Um, it looks like I'm a middle aged mom. Oh, and that is not the vibe I'm going for. Sure. I am 27. Wait, did you some parts n- of the country you're a middle aged <laughs> mom now? Did you have a new person? Yeah, well, so I went to this um, hair salon in Chinatown that uh-huh. I've been to before, but it's one of those places where you just get whoever is available. Yeah, and I was just going in for a little trim uh-huh. and. It ended up being like taking off maybe like four inches of hair and it was super choppy. So I. You knew right then and there it was a problem. Well, actually, when my hair was down in the salon, like it looked okay because they had like styled it. Uh huh. But then when I got home, I mean, this whole subway back home, I was just like, I don't feel good about this. Like, I think it's going to be not what I expected. And then sure enough, when I got home, looked in the mirror, did a full inspection, it was not what at all what i expected so you were fine with it when they showed you in the mirror yeah because i think i was just like i was just trying to get out of there i just felt like i had a bad feeling about it and then when i saw it uncovered all of the different choppy layers and Mm. did you cry no you did not no because i i had 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 been here would you cried no do you just live life just wearing your hair up forever now (laughs) do you how long is this i mean like i'm sure it'll grow out just fine i know it will but like in the intermediate i'm trying to find ways to like do something different with it mm, or hats. to like camouflage hats. it a little bit yeah sure but it's fun because then i'm like kind of exploring different um hairstyles that i wouldn't have necessarily you can take the headphones before. with you keep Thanks. them on for the rest of the day thank you thank you i appreciate it <laughs> we're also joined our our guest today I recently saw her at Carnegie Hall. Wow! Uh, uh, I was I was going to see uh, Jesselnik, uh-huh. one of my favorites of all time, and she she killed it there. And she just got back from Japan, and she had a, a flu three weeks ago, but she's not contagious anymore. <laughs> Dina Hashem, welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm never sure whether to talk until I'm announced. I, it was my fault. Yeah, I, it was your well, fault. Well, you, the goal. You, you usually I'm, what I was supposed to say is join in in the beginning. Yeah. If you feel free, and I don't know if the listener likes it. I don't know if the listener. My view is the listener goes, 
Ooh, who's that? Who's that new voice? Mysterious voice. I think people do like it. Yeah. They try to figure it out. Yeah, but he didn't tell you that. So yeah. All right, okay. we'll, we'll bleep it. Okay. When I say your name, <laughs> and come back. I I. You ever get a, you, bad haircuts? Good oh haircuts? yeah, I wanted to ask if you have cried during a haircut before because I have during. Yeah, well, to be fair, oh. I was like twelve. Oh, okay. but uh-huh. I've also had traumatic haircuts since that. The first time I cried, um, this woman at the mall—I've got a lot of terrible mall haircut experiences. She uh, gave me bangs without ever oh. having said I wanted bangs. She just wasn't listening. She was like wow. chatting, oh. which I oh hate. And uh, she just gave me like straight across blunt bangs. My mom was with me, and my mom actually—my mom has um, just spent her life embarrassing me in public. But this was one of the times where actually I was glad she did, where she like started screaming at this woman. I sort of felt bad, but like my mom has been precious about my hair forever. My hair was down to my ass forever. She's like the only way a man will love you is if you have long hair. And so once the bangs were cut, she just flipped on this woman. And I also was deeply upset. And of course it takes a long time for bangs to grow out. Another time, um, wait, can I ask real quick? You had hair all the way to where you said my ass forever. My God. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like she wouldn't let me cut it. Would she comb it at night and like whisper secrets? Like it seems like that's like what a controlling mother. You need to be home so I can comb your hair. You couldn't possibly sleep over somewhere. Well, that was also true. I wasn't allowed to do sleepovers. Um, So you nailed it actually in a weird way. Um, Yeah, no, she like braided it for me. Like it was a it was a strange thing. I had a devouring mother, and uh, she was also very strictly Muslim. So in my head, I couldn't separate. Is this a Muslim thing or is this just a her being crazy thing? Like, um, have you been able to parse that since? Is, did she have a lot of crazy or mu- crazy or Muslim? I think <laughs> that's it a was. Game, that's a tricky game show to play. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a little bit of both <laughs> because here's another crazy thing involving the hair and my friend I would never have friends over to hide how crazy she was but one time my friend opened a cabinet in the kitchen and found like my chopped braided hair in a sandwich bag <gasps> oh my god I forgot god. about this memory it, it, I just oh my god so your, your friend was over <laughs> and, and was like I'm hair. hungry you want a sandwich <laughs> what's this one is this is this a Muslim sandwich I guess <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I just remembered that. I can see the braided hair in a. Did you know that it, your mom was holding on to it? I think so. Yeah. And so how, what did you tell your? Was she grossed out? Was she? Of course. Just, yeah. I don't. I mean, I never had people over, so like it was just probably the last time. Say it gross. Oh. What? 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 Say it. Over. Oh, I can't. Oh this my is God. So gross. Okay. Well, <laughs> sometimes, some, sometimes I have. Because I'm so hairy, I have a little belly button lint, and uh-huh. Tova goes, boop, and she puts it in a little bowl. And <laughs> like for later? Like, <laughs> I'm like, it's for a snack. Just like, just like a, oh my gosh, look, it's almost a sweater. It's a cute little thing. Wait, you have a bowl that's like with all of them? It's not a lot. It's just a little. She just thinks it's cute. <laughs> it's like gold number six. Where's box. the bowl? Yeah, are we near <laughs> the bowl? Where is the bowl? You're looking at me like your friend. Uh, Where, okay, yes, yes. Where's the bowl? It's uh, it's it's in like one of the nightstand little drawers things. She just goes, boop, puts it in a little. Man, I. That's one of those things I never. I would never think to ask permission to share, but I feel like she'd be like, "How could you possibly?" Well, well it's done. It's Listen, your, we all do weird things. It's your body. Yeah, it's no, your no, lid no, hair. No, yeah, yeah. I'll you know? say ten more worse things than that um, for her sake. Um, so. Oh, I just I just want to talk about your mom now. Oh, I mean, we could do that. Sure. <laughs> okay. How long do you have? Well, um, let's let's hit this music. This is the downside. One, two, three. Downside. Downside. You're listening. 
listening to The Downside. The Downside. With Gianmarco Cerezi. Welcome to The Downside. And uh, if you are a first-time listener, check it out. we got a lot of episodes. If you want to join the Patreon, you get bonus episodes, live episodes, and my comedy special, The Rats Are In Me, patreon.com slash downside. All of it's run by Paige. Uh, Paige also helps with Don't Tell. I do. And there's someone who comments on every Don't Tell video. I don't know if you see it. They just go, hi, Paige. I'm glad you noticed that, too, because it really freaks me out. They just go, hi, Paige. You don't know them. No. No. But it's consistently on every video. And I'm... It could be cute. Just like, hey. It's cute, but, like, where's the follow-through? Like, where's the, like, sending... You want more? You want... Where do you live, Paige? I don't don't know. But, I mean, like, if it was sweet, like, what... It just, I don't know, reads as creepy to me. People don't know this. Paige actually writes... Every don't tell set herself. <laughs> She's a consummate. I, no, no, no. I don't claim the bad ones. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, I I love talking about parents on here. I have mm. a tough. I have a tough dad. Tough. Uh, tough. Uh, well, you talked about yelling in public. Yeah. Your mom was a she. She let loose. Oh yeah, like she would complain. We could not go to a restaurant without a scene happening. She would complain all the time. Yeah. Yes. Did she do it for my dad? Got it to get free shit. Oh no! She... No, it wasn't. It was purely the principle, and also there was. This wasn't her fault, but it was also equally mortifying. Where she had this weird, like, choking problem, where she would just choke a lot, and so a lot of the time she would end up choking at the restaurant and just making a huge scene. And like, I should be concerned about her, but really, I'm just embarrassed. Like, what? It's... What? What's wrong with her throat? I think it's called epiglottitis or something. It's uh-huh. like literally, there's like a flap that shouldn't be there or something, and just sometimes she'll just start choking. Like, we'll just be talking and she'll just start choking and it's like almost need to call the ambulance sometimes we did and it's not it's not even something lodged in her throat it's like choking on air sometimes it's food but like yeah choking on air have you given her the heimlich my brother has that was (gasps) triggered another memory at a restaurant yes i think it was the macaroni grill (laughs) it was just this beautiful opera singers sometimes i don't know if they still do this have you been to the macaroni grill a long time ago i'm trying to place it in my mind they would have like an opera singer and it was just you did that that was my dream gig. Singer, waiter. I was a singing waiter, not singing an opera really? singer at the Macaroni yeah. Grill. I was like, you you've triggered a memory for me. I was an opera singer for five years at the Macaroni Grill until this one woman choked in the middle of my aria. Uh, so it was it was you. How old were you then? Um, oh, I don't know, maybe fifteen or definitely old enough to be embarrassed. Um, huh. But yeah, he had to give her the I'm like the whole just record scratch. Like it happened so many times in my life. Like I feel sort of bad for her now. I guess and as an adult, I'm like, oh, I should have been more compassionate. But it was only mortifying. Um, but a lot of the time, she was also just being rude to waiters. Um, That's got to be for the waiter. It's got to feel good <laughs> yeah. after they've been rude to you to watch okay, them well, choke on air. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's karma. Um, I, I've, I've shared before, my biggest embarrassment from my father, he was a yeller, temper. We were at uh, uh, some Italian place in Potomac, Maryland. And there was a woman there. My dad was looking sad, and she said to him, what's wrong? And he just said, I'm depressed. And she said something crazy like, when you get to the gates of heaven, Jesus isn't going to ask why you're so sad. I, I, she meant it in, like, she didn't say it in quite that tone. She meant it at, like, cheer up. Cheer up. You're going she, to heaven. You're going to heaven, kind of and Jesus will want to hear about nice things. Don't be such a bummer when you meet Jesus. No, that's not And my real. dad just turned around. This is a fancy restaurant. Everyone's wearing button downs. He just went... Why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> and I'm it's just kind of amazing. So it it's so many of my memories are just 
it's that feeling of of anxiety like i gotta get out of here i'm so embarrassed and it it's 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 stayed with me i don't yeah yeah that's so but do you pre- now do you find it funny now you're like oh i had a cool dad Oh yeah, real cool dad. This podcast mostly is me talking about my cool dad. I no, I think he just he was so confrontational, and so and also like he hit on women and all these things. And I think I was always so uncomfortable when it would happen, whether with women or or yelling. Both these things, I feel the same feeling of like, yeah. get me out of here. I I don't know if this person. Ugh. God. And when he was, he used to be a very good looking guy. Mm-hmm. He's older, he's still good looking. But mm-hmm. but there was a time when like the advances were welcome. And now he says, he says, like, hey, you're looking real great tonight. And I'm just oh. like, this woman doesn't want it. You're an old man. Is this also wh- while your parents were still together? Or? No, no, no. Oh, they okay, were divorced. Okay. <laughs> he was with other w- women, okay, to be okay, fair. Okay. So it still wasn't good. Um, your, I, I, I've, I've done a little bit of, of research, but, but your parents, I, uh, were they born in America? No. no. I'm the only one in my family born here. So really? I've always felt extra alienated from them. Even my brother was born in Morocco. Um, <clears throat> yeah, my mom is from... I don't really know her whole story, to be honest. We had such a bad relationship that I just don't know so much about her. I should probably find that out pretty soon, um, just in case, you know. It's um, hard, though. I, I've, what, what, what do you do? You go back... Is your mom, is she, would she disclose if you sat down and said, hey, yeah. mom? Oh, she would love it. No, she would love really? it. Oh, really? Oh, for sure. I'm like, I tr- I'm trying to work on a bit about it where I like really don't really even know where she's from. Like, I don't know where she's sure. born. And it's too awkward to ask now. Like, when you go too long without knowing someone's name, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. um, it's not fleshed out yet. Um, but I remember John Mulaney says something. I think it was an SNL monologue. He's like, do we, do we even really know our dads? Mm. And in a way, since you were mostly raised by her, you know, she's filled both yeah. roles. Like certain things some would, ha- would have with their father, you also have with your mother. Yeah. Like, I think that's just a thing about, I barely know what my dad does for work. Uh, right, same thing. You know? Yeah, same. Um, so uh, she's from like, I want to say France. You know, actually, uh, recently I did ask her because <laughs> I wanted to know if I had French citizenship because she has it. So sure. I was like, oh my God, that'd be sick. And then she goes, I mean, this is so emblematic of how insane her life is. She was like, actually, I think I was born in international waters. <laughs> so I think I was closer to the Moroccan border. So I think it's Morocco. Like She doesn't even know where she's from. So <laughs> wow. My dad always claimed he's like, you could become, we could become an, next time there's a war, son, we'll become an Italian citizen oh. and i don't think that's true why because i don't think our blood i don't think we're close enough to italy he's not an italian no, citizen but why would why during war like he's just like because my father was almost drafted for the vietnam war oh, oh and I so see. in his mind it's like we'll get out we'll get Meanwhile, out we'll see Italian. videos of like in in italy there was a fascist rally recently i'm like yeah. dad I, I think you forgot my mom's side of this whole thing i can't go there <laughs> um your your parents were born here yeah. Oh, yeah. Parents born here? Yes. Um, I I would love citizenship somewhere else. Right? I'm yeah. to, uh, oh, my God. And then I looked into it because I was like, okay, Morocco. Okay, cool. I guess that's okay. <laughs> but then, of course, because fucking bigoted Islam, you, I can't, as a woman, I can't unless I'm like married to a Muslim guy or, or something. I think like that. That's part of the immigration rules? Yeah. And Egypt as well. Yeah, my dad was Egyptian. And so even for that, I can't get that. So, wow. yeah. You were just talking about bigoted Islam. <laughs> uh, I uh, okay. So so you you how you said your brother's five years older. Is that what you said? Yeah, I didn't even say that, but you knew that. Really? Yeah. I think you said it. I 
It definitely didn't. No, I, I don't, don't think, think so. she said that. Yeah, I had a feeling. Wow. wow. Look at that. Wow. Or I heard it on some other podcast. But uh, so, so your dad, your parents got divorced when you were six. Yes. Do you remember that? Mm, totally. It's probably one of my first memories. It's really, really sad. I remember him leaving and I, my mom was like, hug your dad. And I was like, no. <laughs> oh. And did you say no because you didn't want to or you, were, you didn't want to acknowledge what was happening? Oh, I don't know. It? I think I just, yeah, I just didn't. Oh. I probably knew somewhere if I was had that reaction. That's yeah. your first memory. That's tough. That's fun. My, f- my first memory, I went to my dad's bathroom somehow and I, I must have like tried to play with his razors. I was a depressed kid. And <laughs> and I just, I remember this memory of me going in the living room. There were multiple adults and I just had like blood all over my hands. And I was like oh crying. I didn't, I didn't know how it oh happened. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, that's all I remember. Oh. That and my uncle, I was crawling under his legs and he spilled hot coffee on my Oh my back. God. <laughs> and your brain's like, let's start remembering yeah. right yeah. now. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is good. First early memory. No, you know, I don't know. Like it's like my stepfather's scat- a cat. I remember things me. in kindergarten, but like that, I was like five. So I don't, but I don't really. I no traumatic, no early trauma. No, I don't. I remember seeing a vagina in fifth grade or in when I was five in, in kindergarten. I remember seeing a vagina in kindergarten. My like, first memory was sophomore year of high school. <laughs> I saw my first nipple. I remember. I remember the thought of like, what is that kind of thing? You know what I mean? You like, saw it in in person in a book. In person in in the classroom. Uh, this <laughs> girl. This girl was not wearing underwear, and she was like, tie her shoe. And I remember thinking, what's going on down there? <laughs> like I was like, that's not what it looks like for like I remember being like very confused. Your parents you know? didn't cover any anything. Well, I don't remember it, this might have been like a preschool. Like it might have been like a thing. Like, you know what sure, I mean? Like sure. I don't remember where it was, but that's an early memory. Is being like, What is that? I you guess know? it's like because you have a brother. I have sisters. Yeah, I don't So like I just, you know, it's and I don't know if he was born at that point either, because he was four years younger. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So um wow. yeah. But I'm trying to think of traumatic, like, I my brother, but he would have been two, so I would have been like six at this point. He hit me in the head with a like a decorative duck, like that my parents had, and I cut my it cut my eye open, and they had to take me to the hospital. Oh so my. like it like he like I remember he was like kind of like a you know establishing they, dominance. He at was two like years a old. toddler, like he was like kind of like a like reeking like he was yeah. really had weird anger things when he was young, and I remember coming down the stairs. <laughs> In my memory, I was just like coming down the stairs and he just was there with his duck and he just go, <laughs> boom, bashed me across the face it was, really hard. He was premeditated. Oh. He was yeah, he was just down there waiting for me. That and is he hit so me hard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe he was a little older, but that was that, that was early <laughs> injury. Paige, you got one? Mine wasn't traumatic. My first memory um, was my mom took me to go see Christina Aguilera, my favorite pop icon, when I was like a toddler. And You're a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to Christina performing like Jeannie in a ball. I was like, what yeah, the fuck is that? No, no, no. <laughs> I had like a full on like Christina poster hanging up in my room probably for like five years. Um, and then Destiny's Child opened too, which. Destiny's Child opened? Yes. Opened for Christina Aguilar. Wild. Wow. Iconic. So shout out to my mom. Um, I guess I had such a wild night <laughs> that she didn't make me go to school the next day. Wow! Damn, which is pretty cool. Like that's that's a really cool thing to do as a parrot. I do think yeah. that's cool because yeah, you get to be a little. You get to be like, hey, we can break the rules together. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice yeah. thing. You yeah. want your parents to be a safe place. Yeah, you win. That was the best first memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not a single razor blade 
Not incredible. a single no, <laughs> for China. <laughs> and then when your when your father left, how what was the communication like? Did he did he stay here in America or did he go? No, he immediately fled to Kuwait. He lived in Kuwait my whole life. Wow. Which another mystery that I'll probably never never really know the truth behind why why he really did that. I remember in a uh, high school he was visiting and we went to the mall food court. And like, just out of nowhere, he was like, you know why I left, right? I was like, nah. And he's like, because I didn't, because your mother was um, cheating on me with your stepdad, your current stepdad. And I just didn't want to be there and like see another man raise my kids. And uh, first, uh, it, it was just such a crazy thing to like tell me about my mom which i already like hated my mom for other reasons yeah, and yeah, then yeah. he told me that and i was like and then i hated her even more for so long but then years later when my mom was like let me tell you stuff that happened God. she sat me down and then she was like no he no he was cheating on me with with the, this like the babysitter or something i was like so then i went back to hating then i started hating him and then i like i had to like i like I always had to like switch in my mind, like who's the reason for how fucked up I am. Like forever sure. it was my mom, and then I was like, oh, it's my dad, and now he's dead, and so I've settled on like my brother, maybe. Like it just <laughs> keeps like, going. <laughs> Do you remember the babysitter that it would have been? No, no, I have one fond memory of a babysitter I had who I loved, and I remember actually your dad did too. (laughs) (laughs) No, it definitely wasn't her. But like, actually, that's another traumatic memory that's triggering. Where I loved this woman, and my mom one day she yelled at her and fired her, and I still don't know why. And I was so sad. I should probably ask my mom about that. But anyway, um, I I hear that. I mean, how long was she your babysitter? I don't remember. I was so young. I don't know. But I, I just, have a lot of those. Is is for me? It's my dad's like girlfriends, and they would like be part of my life, and then oh, like vanish entirely. That's so and it's a similar gist of like, what does that do to a person to have these little micro connections? Yeah, vanish. That's it's it's traumatic. So your mom just yelled at everybody and anybody. She had emotional issues, and like the more I under learned about her life and like stuff my dad did to her, I was like, oh, this totally makes sense that she was out of her mind, and like I don't. I found a way to not blame her for things because I was like, oh, instead of blaming her, I'll blame my dad because he fucked her up so much that she took it out on me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that explains like the bouncing of blame. Was your brother, did he get Scott, did he escape all this? Was he treated differently? Yeah, no, I mean, as a man, like he didn't have like any of the shit that my mom gave to me. Like he was just a free agent. Like it didn't matter what he did. But for me, everything, she was literally spying on me all the time. Like once I literally found out she hired a PI to follow me around. Like, like it why? Was, How old were you? Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> okay, well. Um, I was 19. Um, <laughs> like I was dating somebody I was working with, and my and I was so good at this point of covering my tracks with everything. I was a pro at this age, so she calls me. I'll never forget this phone calls at the gas station with my then boyfriend, and she calls me. And I always knew when she found something out by the tone of her voice. She was like, "You have to come home right now." I was like, "Oh fuck, what is it? What could it be?" So she comes home, I come home, and then we're in my bedroom. I'll never forget this. She's like, I need to see your phone. So she takes my phone. She goes through every contact of a male name in my phone from A to Z. Everyone, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Everyone, I'm just like a friend, coworker, whatever. And then she goes back to G and goes, now tell me who Gabriel really is. 
and that's my boyfriend. I'm like, oh my God, like how, how? But of course I'm just lying. I'm like, it's just a coworker. I don't know. I don't know. It's a coworker. And she's like, you're lying. And um, <clears throat> she found out somehow that we had spent the night in a hotel together. Like, and I just, it racked my brain forever trying to figure out how she found it out. But like, it was like a whole scene. Like I like ran away. It's the first time I ever like ran away from home. Um, from how do you like, think she could possibly have known? Well, I, I figured it out many years later. Many years later when I had already like, you know, moved out and like our relationship starting to chill out. She's like, she's like a different person. Now. I feel bad saying bad things about her because she's so cool now. Yeah. But like, so sh- this is at the point where she's starting to become like a normal person again. Like we're f- okay. And she's like, you know what? I, th- I uh, your stepdad, I found out he's cheating on me because uh, I hired a private detective to follow him. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> And it clicked in my brain. That's the only way she could have known if she hired someone to follow me around. Because she only brought it to me like three months like after the hotel thing happened. So I was like, what explains the delay? How did she not know immediately? It couldn't have been her following yeah. me around. So maybe like he was like building his case or something. What are <laughs> he's he's what like, are I got it. Your daughter's a slut. What are the rules with private investigators? Like, what did your mom say that she was investigating you for? I don't think Just you need like, a reason. That's such a weird job. Just yeah, to I follow around I, I the 19 year world and be like, be like is she, you know, like what? If I how okay. is that legal? Do you know what I mean? Like it's very well, also weird. how much is it? I mean, uh, yeah. that's another thing. We Unless didn't have expensive. Money. Yeah, yeah. That's the I. I mean, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's a. Maybe it's not a great private investigator. That's maybe sure. Sure. Months to find it, out it wasn't Sherlock Holmes. It was a guy on the corner. Like, hey, you want some work? <laughs> hey, you already like following young women. <laughs> um, that is creepy. Yeah, but it's. Oh, I remember when my mom was going through a second divorce, she got paranoid that uh, there was software that could read her typing. Mm. And the, but the problem is, once you start on thinking that way, or phone? on her computer, uh, I think computer. Oh but once God. you start thinking that way, it's very easy to not know what's real, what's yeah. what's. So they got divorced now. They're divorced now. Was that tough? You knew this this guy for a long, long time? time. Oh my God, no, it wasn't tough at all. Which is so. I mean, so here's another. <laughs> My stepdad and I had a fight when I was literally like six or seven and didn't talk the rest of my life. <laughs> no way. No. <laughs> no way. Whoa. Please. I love a good stepdad six fight. Six or I seven till people now. People don't believe me when I say this. I and believe like, you. Wow. Uh, we had a fight. So I didn't have my own bedroom when I was young. We had a two-bedroom apartment. My brother, of course, got his own room. And I got just a sectioned off part of the living room. So it was my area. And I think I got home from school and I caught him in my area snooping around and I yelled at him. I was like, what are you doing? It's my area. And then he goes, you can't talk to me like that. And then he stormed off and we just never talked again. Whoa. It's my fault, right? I should have been the bigger person. I oh should my have been God. like, let's sit down. Let's sort it out. So you went to holidays. Did you like family things? And you just saw him and you just didn't. Interact. Well, we didn't like it do Was Hanukkah weird? <laughs> we didn't do family stuff like i just, it just had such a broken we never sat down at dinner together like yeah. you literally just walk by you never he would come home from work i would say hey mo he would say hi dina every day every day of my life hey mo hi, D- hi dina why do you think yeah. he was snooping in your area oh i think he was just like bored i don't know. i don't think he was doing anything malicious the way my mom was she was snooping for malicious reasons um no i think he was just like having fun that's wild though he was he so so you'll never if you never see him again, here's a question. Will you go to his funeral? 
Oh my God, probably not. Sure. Isn't wow. that crazy? It is yeah. a little wild. I mean, maybe if my mom went and she would probably be like, could you come with me? And I guess for her sake, I would. But I don't even know if she'd go. But your mom never tried to like intervene and be like, you need to make things right or like, you need to. No, because they were always fighting. Oh. Like they were constantly fighting. So it was never even like, yeah. Wow. And was your was your brother your your confidant ally in any no. of this? No, no, he didn't understand. Like every time me and my mom would fight, he would take her side. Like she was, he was so protective of her, which is good. But like, also like I wasn't a human then. Like he would never see. Like I also am a person with feelings. I also can be a victim. It was always like you need to shut up and like do everything she says. But but because he didn't have the same rules applied to him, so he didn't yeah. understand yeah. why there was a problem. And he never thought to ask or like. Just think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you grow up with other Muslims to like be able to compare and contrast like, oh, this is a religious thing. This is my mom thing. Unfortunately, no. Like that's why like now like I try to sort out like what was what was what. Um, sometimes she would have like a reasonable thing and I would still think she was just being crazy because of the religion. Like I think I was like seven or something and there was a new neighbor. His name was Anton. We were friends. And so I wanted to just go over to his apartment and my mom was like, well, I have to go meet his parents. And I was like, you're being so embarrassing. Like, no, you can't do that. But like in retrospect, that's normal, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's crazy not, thing. That's but crazy. I couldn't separate like what was her being crazy and what was like normal. We also stressed... If, if the way your mom sounds sounds like you'd be stressed for her to meet anybody that yeah. you knew and then yell could... or to be weird exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my dad came to the comedy cellar the other day and I, it was one of the most anxious experience of my life really because he's so just unhinged mm-hmm. and I, I, I think he would know better not to yell at anyone I don't know if he knows better enough to not like say a weird compliment to someone mm. or oh, and at one point he started filming with his phone and I was like Put your phone. It was awful feeling. It was an awful. They feeling. didn't take oh. his phone. No, because he came in with me. Oh, like okay, he just okay. came in with me to the back. He wouldn't sit for a, a whole show. Oh. <laughs> you know, he's not going to do that. So I'm going to oh. say they need to give him one of those bags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you he wouldn't have... do it. He'd, he'd go, "What? No, I got. I have work, son. I can't. I put my phone away." But you're not close enough. Just be like, "Here are the rules. Don't heckle. Don't film." I just, yeah, but he'll forget. Oh, yeah. He'll just forget, and. And yeah, that's all. He just doesn't know better. Yeah, I just see him. I, I think the sympathetic way I try to view it now, it's very condescending, but it's like if you brought like a slightly untrained pet, <laughs> you know, when I see someone with, with a dog at a coffee shop, I'm like, I get it. I think I get a I think I really <laughs> I, like it. I my dad, dad to, with my dad to a steakhouse. <laughs> sounds really cool, honestly. <laughs> uh, um, so you grew up. New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, and when your 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 dad was so far away, how often did you talk to him? Uh, we talked on the phone once in a while, and he came to visit once every few years. He would just come to like a hotel, and we would see each other. But fun, awkward. Um, I don't. I guess it got awkward as I got older because I would like I had realized like it was fucked up, you know, like everything that stuff he did to my mom and just like not being around I was like oh you're actually kind of fucked up so like but when I was young it was 
mostly fun. Um, yeah, it was like more of an exciting thing. And because I had like blamed my mom for everything, it was like, oh, thank God the sane person is here. Like he, to me, he was like the reasonable sane person, mm-hmm. even though he was equally religious, but I just, he wasn't there to enforce it. So yeah. it was just like, my mom's the crazy one. He's like the, the cool one. And then later it flipped, but yeah, but it was Dude. Fun. Did he have another life in Kuwait? Like, did he get remarried there? Or? I don't think he did. He had a previous marriage before my mom, because I have a half-sister who I, like, don't even talk to. It's odd that Younger? I... Younger? Just... Is she here? No, she's in Egypt. Wow. Um, I met her once when I visited Egypt. And, like, there is sort of the beginning, I guess, of seeing my dad in a different light, because I saw him, the way he was treating her, I was like, oh, my God, thank God I didn't grow up with my dad, because, like, yeah. we went to this like street fair or something and like she talked for a minute to some guy it's just something totally harmless i forget what and then my dad yelled at her for talking to this guy and it started hitting me like oh my god my life would suck if my dad had lived here or if god forbid i had lived in egypt like something i have to thank my mom for so much is the reason that i like my dad didn't whisk me and my brother away to kuwait when they divorced is that my mom like she didn't have any money and and my dad likes he like fucked up the sale of the house specifically to like fuck with her. And so the only way she got to get custody of me and my brother is that she married my step. She like made a deal with my stepdad so that he would get a green card. And so that she would, she could tell the court she had an apartment and a place for the kids to live um, so that she could keep us here. So like if she hadn't been able to do that, like I might've just had to go with my dad and like have a totally different life. So she rushed oh. that marriage to happen yeah. to keep. Yeah. 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 Wow. Do you do you ever like vi- envision what your life would have been like if you were there? I mean, I'd probably have killed myself already. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I just don't know. Like, it, I would have been sub- subject to all the Islamic rules. Like, I, I just I wouldn't be anything close to what I am now. Sure. It's I can't even imagine. I don't know. Like, sh- yeah, I don't know. So when you were growing up, you really you had no. Did you? I mean, did you go to? A mosque? Did you like see other? Well, no. That's the other weird thing. Is like you. It sounds so strict, right? But like my mom just had no time. She was working all the time to even take us to like mosque or like put us in Muslim school or anything. So I was also weirdly isolated in that I only I didn't have any other Muslim friends. Most of my friends were actually Asian, and so I did have some like people who sort of understood because they were first generation as well. And like I had one friend who had a really, really strict Vietnamese dad. So like that was the closest to somebody who like understood what I was going through. Um, but I only knew one other Muslim boy in school. He sat in front of me and he was so weird. But and my mom had drilled it into my head that I had to marry a Muslim man. So I'm like seven being like trying to get to know this kid. Like, yes, oh, I guess this is, is going to be my husband. <laughs> Like, do you like math? Oh, I, I don't. Um, so, yeah, I didn't even have, like, people to really commiserate with. Even though I grew up in a very largely, like, um, uh, a lo- really large Indian population. I think the town I grew up in has the most amount of Indian immigrants. And there was so le- there were a lot of, like, Muslims around, just not really where I went to school for some reason. So it, it sounds like, like, does, does, uh, does the religion hold... Any nostalgia, any you know, like like Tova, my my girlfriend grew up Chabad, mm-hmm. and like you know she's not that anymore, but it still has like oh I have some fun memories of the dances or or this celebration. What are the fun? What are the fun? I honestly don't know much. 
about like Muslim holidays or well I mean in theory there are things that should be fun like like Eid is like a big like feast after fasting for Ramadan that's like supposed to be like a fun thing I guess but we also didn't have any like family here like my only yeah. family was my mom and my stepdad and my brother so there wasn't even the opportunity to have like a big get together yeah. or any, anything close to that so no I mean there were no fun Muslim memories it's really all it's, just, it's wild to think because to hold on to that strict a religion in America without the community to reinforce itself. It's yeah. like, well, this is not gonna, it's not gonna work. It There's didn't. no way. Yeah. No, I started, no, I like immediately was like, I don't believe this, but I could never say that out loud. Um, yeah. But maybe if there was that, I could at least like, yeah, have maybe see the good part of it. I didn't get to see the good part of it. Sure. Yeah. Do you remember when you stopped believing? Like, did you ever? Yeah, it was almost immediate. I feel like my whole life, yeah. I was like, this Did doesn't make start? sense. Yeah. I feel like I'm eight <laughs> being like, what? What? It doesn't make sense. Um, uh, I guess high school was when I really was like, okay, I think I'm done. Like officially, I think I'm officially done internally. But I struggled with it forever. I was like, it was like, okay, if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be subject to all these rules that are gonna make my life worse, then I really need to know if God is real, because otherwise I'm wasting my life with uh-huh. all of these things, and I'm gonna have a bad life. So I want to know if this is real. So my whole life I was just like reading things and trying to figure it out, and uh, I just landed on no. But as I get older, I'm, I like I sort of shift. Like I don't think I'll ever be subscribed to any of the like main religions, but I sure. can see myself being like, oh, maybe there's something. Sure, sure. Did you ever, when you were young, like? Oh, you... I've always, I've never, I never was raised with enough religion to believe in one particular thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was ever a time where I was like Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, and he died. And yeah, I have no connection back. to Jesus. No connection. And uh, I see him up there, and I'm like, no, I don't talking... feel anything about it. We have a friend of ours, and he's so funny. He's got a great sense of humor. And you'll ask him, if you say to him, so if you were to have dinner with someone, living or dead, who would it be? And he's like, Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> Not I as have a some joke. things I'd like to ask him about. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? We were thinking uh, David Bowie. Like, yeah, yeah, shut yeah, yeah. the fuck up. Jesus Christ. Jesus H. Christ. That's a good answer. I don't know. I think that's a pretty good answer. What, what, what am I going to What am I, I gonna ask him? I don't did, care did what you he mean says. It? When, when, yeah. when you said, uh, love thy neighbor, did you mean that? America's immigration policy is okay though. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 there there's just it's just there's just people where I'm like it's I think from an early age and I don't think it means I'm smarter it just means that I have some brain that is self-aware where I go like yeah you don't actually believe in in this equality for all through the eye of a needle a camel yeah. going through a rich person getting into heaven like like I knew early on like that's insane. Yeah. You all are Wait, hypocrites. Yeah. You didn't go to a religious school, right? No, I so like, like there were, was echoes. There, there was a there was a cross at the assembly, and we said, "My Father, Thy King, become." Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. We didn't say Jesus, though. Okay, because I went to a Christian school from preschool all the way through high school. That's and intense. when when you're young, when you're literally an infant <laughs> and being told all these things, and I eventually, like when I was in high school, I volunteered at a Catholic school. And I sat in on a preschool class because I was just doing like teacher's aid stuff. Uh-huh. And what the teacher was saying to these children who were probably like three or four years old is like to the effect of like, you're going to go to hell if you don't believe in Jesus Christ. So when I saw that, that was really like, oh, I was brainwashed from yeah. such a young oh, age. Yeah. And of course, you're going to believe the adult in the room because they're the 
the authority. Like, they're not going to lie to you. Or, like, why would, you know, somebody of that age lie to you? So, you know, by the time you're in eighth grade or seventh grade or whatever, you go to the communion or confirmation classes and go through this whole thing. And then you go to this, like, weekend where you're, like, confirmed. And there's this whole, like, emotional spiritual bonding thing and then you go to high school and then eventually you find out about stuff happening in the real world sure and then you form your own opinions or at least is my story but like the the rules didn't necessarily like the the bad rules of christianity didn't necessarily apply to me but it was more so like okay well if god is real and he's condemning people for being gay or for believing different religions like that's not somebody that i want to think of as like the ultimate creator or the yeah, ultimate, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Uh, you know says can dictate whether or not you go to hell just because you <laughs> love a love somebody who's the same sex sure like, yeah that didn't make any sense to me so um again like the rules didn't really apply to me but i was just like i can't stand behind something that like um, I guess, takes away rights of other people. Well, that's why I think it's interesting where the Catholic Church, like the Pope, has become like a little bit looser. And I do think these movements are essentially a degree of like, guys, if we're going to keep this thing going. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of yeah. gays. A lot of gays right now. Yeah, we yeah, got to... Yeah. Can we at least say they're not going to burn for eternity? If we wanna, I'm not saying they're good. Yeah. If we want to keep the lights on at this <laughs> this castle that we live in, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we got to like loosen up That's, so we can still they're like We, we might have to sell you know uh, one yeah. of our candelabras. No, we can't. Yeah, no, let no, no, no. Let the gays yeah. be a part of it. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for with Islam. Like, I feel like it's that's it's the religion that hasn't had the chilling out period yet. Like, it might be starting, but like still, like if you're Muslim, you're fucking hardcore, right? Like... <clears throat> well, I'll be frank. I I would be I would if a I don't I don't know the grand scope enough. Of, yeah. And of course, I'd be hesitant to know. It certainly sometimes seems like like uh, I don't see the same. But I don't know. I don't know what the Catholic Church equivalent. I mean, of I guess being what Muslim else, is. like what I'll say like to be frank like there's no, most of the people in the world who are still killing people for religious reasons they're the Muslims, right? We're still doing that. It's like. You know? Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I know this isn't the best time to be saying that. Um. Sure. I don't. Separate from that statement, I would say that people still have reasons that are equally as they're equally as nonsense or equally selfish or whatever. Everyone has their own reasons. They for can sh- label it oh, religious. Sure. Uh, yeah. They hate our freedom. Like there's a degree of saying, I, "I'm going to kill someone because they don't follow religion." It's killing someone because they hate our freedom, as George Bush would have said. Like, oh yeah, no, I mean, board. I can it's separate. The same. Th- it's like the same thing. You're just lying about why you really want to. I okay, but I don't. But there's a lot that aren't lying. I will say that. Okay, I'm just saying. You like, speak with authority. I'm not going <laughs> to challenge you. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. No, no, no. There's tons of bullshit. There's all kinds of political reasons people do things, and our our government's going to be like it's because they hate our freedom. Like I, I know all that's nonsense. Sure, but but when you're killing the cartoonist because of drawing the prophet, you know what I mean? Like that stuff is still real, and like. I, I get the threats from the Muslims over the jokes I make. Like I see, I, I see it. Like I see the, the power of the religion is still so strong in a way. Like I mean, there's definitely like Christians who are going to still be like, you know, don't say that. Like so, I'm not saying it's specifically only. You feel that, it though. I feel like in America, you feel 
some more of that Christian energy of of those Christians that would become the thing that would kill someone over a cartoon. You feel it bubbling. Yeah, maybe. But have we seen it a lot? Can you think of examples of people murdering people? Abortion clinic bombings. I mean, I don't know the specific ones, but but I I, I get what you're saying. But I I, I just see I see the same. Uh, the same flame there that could boil over. Yeah. The, the direction we're headed these days. Well, but yeah, it's Trump, interesting though. Trump has become the replacement for some of these people. That is the religious energy fervor. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. not always connected directly to reli- like it's like just kind of like a blind anger kind of thing, you know. But certainly, if we're talking about Palestine. When people like, I think one of the things people in Israel they do say they go like, "Well, look how LGBTQ friendly it is here," yeah. and it's like, of course, that doesn't excuse any actions. Of course, of course. But that's what they would take. I think that's why there's the hesitancy to be like, "Yeah, it does seem a little strict on the gay rights thing." On the right, I mean, that's such a. It's the logic there is so infuriating. It's like yeah. you don't kill civilians because you disagree with their beliefs. It doesn't matter what they believe, yes. you know. So like, yes. th- that's always a distraction. All of these arguments, but um. But the problem is, there's always this, these these fucking things going on where it feels tough to have a dialogue in yeah. general because. Because immediately any is Islamophobe will will latch on and become exactly. excited that you're now yeah. that you're now criticizing something. So I don't I don't know how you talk about it. Uh, certainly from my perspective. But why do you think there hasn't been a cooling? Like I I don't know how things cool. I don't think things can well, cool when they're not in uh, uh, bountiful circumstances. No, I no I, I think that is a lot of it. I think it's that. You know, this country and others have fucked with the Middle East for so fucking long that, I mean, there have been plenty of people who have tried to gain power and who have been in power who have tried to institute more progressive policies and not run a fundamentalist regime. And fucking America always finds a way to take them down and install the more strict uh, fundamentalist leaders because it benefits our empire's interests. Sure. So, like, it is really frustrating because... And that's the part where the the Americans criticize... I'm like, do you understand? We fucking... It's our fault. It's our fault. Every time there's an attempt to, like, have that chilling out period it's like we're like no 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 we like no, no, making no. deals with the with the terrorists like our yeah. government loves terrorists they yeah. do and so i think that's a huge part of it unfortunately but i don't know i don't really don't know what it is about it that makes people so fervent like even people who i mean people convert to that religion more than any other one it's like there is something about it right like it's like sort of cool but it's yeah when it makes people so fervent i just don't know i don't really know but Politically, that's I would say that's why there hasn't been. So, let's see. I'm just trying to think. If I want to. <laughs> I want to go to. If I want to talk about Japan, but oh well, let's. I am so you know you tell me your life story and then I then I think about the whole. Uh, you you talked about threats that you were getting. You get threats for for what do you get threats the most of? Separate from the incident, you said Muslim jokes. You get people that write you. Uh, um, I mean. Some some threatening more more so like um, um, how dare you you're going to hell hell you will I think a fun one was um, you will suffer Allah's brimstone or something I don't know just like comments like that there's a whole race war happening in in the jihad joke on my Instagram right now which is great for the algorithm of course so I don't mind (laughs) I once saw I once (laughs) on a train I felt like I saw like the uh, evolution of religion in, in a microcosm. There was a guy, there was an attractive woman sitting down and it was just me, her and this guy. And this guy um, 
started hitting on her. Like, hey, you want to go out sometime? And she was like, I'm not, I'm not interested. And immediately he was like, he was like, in Islam, you'd be wrapped up. You'd be wrapped up. You'd be covered head to toe. And I was like, Wait, I just witnessed you got rejected and became a fundamentalist. Like, like you wanted this woman. She's dressed attractively. She wasn't into you. And now you're like, you should be covered. Like he, he like started his rejection. That's what he turned to in that moment. He did. And I was just sitting there. And I, f- I felt nervous for her. So as we, as we got to the stop, I did this thing like this is my way to try to diffuse. Uh-huh. I act like I'm confused and I'm like, like looking for a map and like got in between them as if I was confused looking around. Oh, okay. That's as nice. opposed to nice. Yeah. No, I that's think, the right way to do it. And then you hit on her? And then I hit on her. <laughs> <laughs> she said, no. I said, I said, you, we, you, 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 wig you'd be, you. you better wig on you. <laughs> you'd be making Shabbat dinner right now. <laughs> uh, um, when you, I, I feel like I probably first, when I first started stand-up, what, what year did you, you got... Went viral and a lot of backlash for one joke that was on Comedy Central Presents. Was that what it was called? Or from The Cellar? Uh, it was This Week at The Cellar. This Week at The Cellar, which was an era of comedy I wish I had been around. And I'm was very funny. envious. 2018? Yeah, 2019 was when it happened. Yeah. And you, you just get booked and you get paid, what, a grand or something? It's horrible. But, I mean, after taxes and paying everyone, like, I don't know, $600. $600. But uh, you had... Truly, a, a joke that was not about the person who was killed. It really was a. It was a, a joke. Uh, is it XXX? How do you say it? XXX Tentacion. Tentacion, who had also oh, yeah. had also been. Uh, he, he beat somebody. He beat hey, his... I think he's a great guy. Great guy. I'll we say don't it. Need to... He he, uh, he 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 did some some bad things, but he was shot. And you had a great joke about Venmo. It was a very good joke. It was a fine joke. It was a throwaway joke meant to make six hundred dollars. That's what it was for. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. I I I know you've already you you've talked to a million people about the trajectory. I'm more curious about like the the literal security part of it. So it started when it first posted. Did it seem like oh it's doing well? Oh my god! Was there ten nice seconds in there? It was. It happened so fast. They posted it. First of all, I didn't know they were going to post it. I didn't get the memo. Sure. So I see it posted. I was like, oh, that's cool. They decided to post one of my jokes. And then I just slowly, slowly, I see a few comments on Twitter that are like, that's fucked up. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then more of it, like, you should have posted that. Like, okay, whatever. And then Instagram, it, it I mean... It just suddenly, like, there's this one really big news account, I forget what it's called, that catches it. And people people tell me they caught it because of the other comedian that posted angrily about it, but I don't know. There was another comedian who posted about it angrily? Oh, I mean, this oh, is part of the wait. whole thing. Is it, like, it's, it's a comedian in quotes. Well, I don't know if I should say his name. We can bleep it out. Bleep it. Okay. He's the one who, he's the first comedian who posts, like... This is fucked up. Comedy Central shouldn't post this. Blah blah blah. And uh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I know. And then um, from there, this other big account 
post news account posted and people tell me like if he hadn't posted it probably wouldn't have gone to that account then it wouldn't have probably it would it probably it would have gone crazy without his help i'm sure but still stupid that he posted and i also dm him so after the big account posted it starts going insane and now like I, i'm like flooded my inbox is flooded uh my accounts are all like just sort of breaking like i can't even see messages anymore and I DM Who knew there were this many fans of this guy. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. But apparently, whenever anyone said anything fucked up about him or just even lightly criticized, Pitchfork put out an article about the bad stuff he did. And like, same thing happened to them. Like, they they got spammed with like threats and everything. So apparently, whenever anyone said anything negative about this guy, this happened, which I didn't know because I didn't know who he was until a week before I made that joke. Um, but yeah, no, it's like my inboxes are all broken. I'm getting so like I at first I still think it's kind of funny. Uh, uh, like I don't know how to handle it cuz I, I I start I put I decided to post something. Oh, my the video the joke got taken down. People were reporting it so the joke got taken down, I think. So, um Oh, and also eventually. Okay, no. Eventually my 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 reps are like, "Should we take it down?" And I'm like, I, I, I think we have to just because I want this to stop. Like I'm so overwhelmed that I'm yeah. like, I just want it to stop whatever it takes to make it stop. And so I post a, a like a thing on Instagram, a note, um, just trying to diffuse the situation. Because oh, I remember my since I didn't know about. Sorry, I remember things in the wrong order because I haven't thought about it in a while. Um, I remember my, my lovely friend Dan Perlman, who was just at my side this whole time, my rock, just helping me through this. And uh, he like is looking into the rapper because like I didn't know anything about him. I'm like he, it sounded like he was like a saint. Like the way people were talking about yeah, him, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my god! I just made yeah. a joke about like a saint of the community. And so Dan starts doing research, and I remember him texting me, be like, okay, he beat up his pregnant girlfriend. He beat up a gay guy in jail. And I'm like, oh, thank God, thank <laughs> God. And so I post. I think I'm the smart one. I posted a note that was like. Listen, I said it's tragic that he died, but like, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he wasn't a saint, you know, like he did these things, like not that it matters. I still, it doesn't mean he deserved to die. And and, <laughs> and I don't know that people are coming back with like, they're his lawyer. They're like, he didn't do that. That's not true. She lied. I'm like, who, who did I think I was that these people didn't already know all these things? Like, I was so naive yeah. about it. And every inbox would be like, they, hey, I'm sorry. I read that article you posted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my bad my bad <laughs> like i was it was so foolish that i did that actually cypher sounds was trying to help me too he called me I, so many people were calling me giving me advice it was like the most close i felt to the comedy community it was like really nice all the people contacting me i never would have expected um so he calls me and i told him that i posted that note. he's like what have you been doing i was like i posted this note and he's like you said that like it was the totally wrong move yeah and i thought it'd be cute because i was having people calling th people thought i was white and you know sure. so that didn't help people like the stupid white race this bitch posting it yeah like, and so i was like maybe it'll help if i let everyone know i'm not white <laughs> just so. keep adding like notes being like just fyi <laughs> in the note i'm like oh by the way everyone calling me a white bitch just so you know um please switch it to arab bitch and then all the dms started changing to you terrorist bitch <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> go back to where you came from <laughs> oh my god um it was actually funny over the years they're seeing the insults adapt to the environment like when covid started the dms were like i hope you get covid <laughs> like, the times um, wow uh okay so yeah so then like it, everything's going crazy i'm like vacillating between 
this is funny and oh, someone's going to come kill me. Oh, oh, so that got doxxed as well. So my address got posted. Um, Which would be, by the way, if anyone if anyone wanted to dox me, I imagine <laughs> it would it would take a minute. I've yeah. I've been on the internet for so long. Yeah. I've you know. It's so absurd that this is allowed and that like our addresses are just publicly available. In other countries, that's not allowed. You can't just look up someone's really? address. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wait. So I used to have a job in college. It was a really Doxing dumb people. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> it, was it was the head of the, the XXX Stacion <laughs> fan club. The dark web. Yeah. But um, no, I, I um, worked for a superior court and I would remove the addresses of the judges that worked there. Um, so that people couldn't dox them yeah. just from like doing the whatever it was like true people or like Spoko. Spokio, all those different things. Like you can just so people know, you can opt out of those websites, but it does take a lot yeah, of time. It takes a while. And you have to like sometimes you can do it pretty easily where you just like kind of verify your information and then it'll like opt you out. Other times you have to write them an email being like, please take down my address, like somebody's going to murder me <laughs> otherwise oh my god um but it just depends and like some of the websites are kind of defunct or don't have any customer service so it's impossible to remove yeah. it oh i went god. through i went That's, through all that yeah. every website I went yeah. Through. yeah so when you were doxxed were you, like was that did you have any things happen like did people leave anything or well, no you... thankfully no i mean my fo- phone numbers also went out so oh my god this is so creepy like one of the first things that happened was first of all i didn't Okay, so Viacom provided security for me after the doxing because they don't want to get sued if something does happen. So I had security posted outside that address. It was technically my mom's uh, address that that people doxed with. Oh, like, wow. I was, living, I was really living in, in an apartment, but the address yeah. was hers because my name is on that. In a way, you got revenge on your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you point... followed me. Well, now everyone's uh, yeah, yeah. following you. <laughs> that is karma. Um, but I already... She was already cool at this point, so it was not good. Um, so did, I, did she move? Did they bring her to a hotel? No, they just had security posted outside the house for two weeks. What, what are they, oh. like two two dudes? Literally just one guy, sometimes two guys. They would rotate. It was 24-hour shifts. Wow. Uh, I know. I mean, so, just so many absurd details. At one point, I decided to stay with her just in case, and my brother did too because he was a cop, so he had a gun. Yeah. So. Um, so I was there and I was like, I was just scared. I was so, I didn't know what was real. I was like, if I go to the mall, like there's going to be teenagers. They're going to recognize me. They're going to tr- they're gonna try to kill me. Like this is what's going on in my head. Sure, yeah. sure. So to sort of like ease myself out of this like insane headspace, I have this, the security follow, he's following me everywhere. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the mall. And so he's like, goes to the mall with me. Like, and we're just, he's like, I'm like, I'm sorry if like hang out with me while I'm shopping. He's like, oh, I'm used to it with my wife. Like, I'm just, <laughs> it's just so insane. And, um, you I should, like, like got, hung out with like the president's kids and like talked about what is your life like now? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I would like see groups of teens in the mall and I was like scared. I was like trying to hide my face. Like, and I, after a while I was like, oh, this is sort of like not real. Like it's just an internet thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's so weird too to imagine like trying to explain to your mom, like, wait, why do people want to kill you? No, you're I, like, yeah. You know, you're she, like, she keeps going, you're like, X, well, X, X, uh, yeah, what? you're like, it's such a hard thing to like try to explain to it someone was. too. Like, like they really want to kill you. Like, is this mate? Like, it feels so crazy. It, I, well, I was going to, my plan was not to tell her at all, but then yeah. the doxing happened and then <laughs> I couldn't she'd be like, why, why are these people outside the house all the time? Like we, we had to tell her. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, no, I mean, she was surprisingly cool about it, but she was very scared as well. Yeah. When you got on stage, how long of a break did you take from performing? It was definitely it was definitely long enough where I was like shaky. I, maybe like a um, couple months. I don't remember exactly. I had to cancel shows. I lost money. I had to cancel stuff. Oh, I was supposed to do this. Um, Airbnb was doing this thing, like one of those experiences or whatever. I forget what yeah. you call it. And one of them was like, "Oh, we're gonna." do you want to be one of the comedians for this experience where someone can stay in New York and like hang out with a comedian, go to a show. And it was me and Nori Davis and someone else I forget. And right before all this happened, we were like shooting the promos for it. And then that happened. And then they were like, it's probably not a good idea to invite strangers to hang out with you right now. So like that sure. day got canceled and that was a good amount of money that I lost. I, had to can I, I was getting specific threats about shows I was supposed to do. Like if you go do the show, I'm going to come kill you. So I had, yeah. to, I had to cancel all this oh stuff. God. Can you imagine you win that Airbnb thing and it's like here's your comedian and her bodyguard <laughs> like, what's that for oh people trying to kill her <laughs> oh, yeah. well that'd be cool that's a better experience right it'd I be think. thrilling yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah have you ever gotten in like that like i don't think you've had that level of, like, have you ever had like a thing though that you've been nervous about where no, you remember we got one comment here that said uh there we got some comment about someone throwing a grenade into this studio for something a while ago. Wait, what? You didn't tell me that. Yeah, we, there was one scary comment we got once. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you hear just something go through the window? <laughs> you never told me that. About what? Uh, some uh, some episode that bothered someone. Really? Really? We never we never looked at it? No. I, this is my first time hearing about it. I feel like there was one time where someone did said, like, know? it was like, like these liberal cuck boys, let's see how they would handle like a blah, blah, blah grenade. No, that doesn't feel real. Yeah. Like, I do. Said, I have my face out here. Yeah, so you should maybe take that down. It'd be pretty easy for <laughs> yeah. someone to find. That's Fines. what I was wondering. Like, at what point will you take take that the down? Face People don't. That's when you know I made it. <laughs> That's when you know I made it. For now, his face in the window. Face. I, in the oh, really? I was getting like a fat head. A bunch of comedians were getting those big cardboard heads. Oh. Honey. It's just a big. So we put it on the window. It's, everyone at the bridge sees it. Oh. And uh, my handle's there. Okay. Okay. I'll tag you in it sometimes. So you probably should take it down. No, it's a, it's a good thing. It's promo. Okay, okay. It's promo. It's fine. As you said, listen, no one came actually. You at we, the end and of the you don't day. live here. It's just a studio, so it, it, once a week they could kill us. You know, I, but, the rest of the week, I just feel like you got. I don't think certainly it still happens to a degree, but but this was like during the height of when people would just get fucking everyone would pile on. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it still happens now, but at least the internet has become more fractured. Where yes, you know, I remember I got in trouble for a joke on TikTok, and it was so funny how it didn't it didn't affect me at all because tic yeah. the way TikTok works, it doesn't build in the same way that a tweet going viral will. Yeah, this was like at the time when it was still scary for something like that, that to happen, but now it's kind of like, oh yeah, if you don't get death threats, you're a loser. <laughs> like it's like normal now to get you're just accept it's part of being online that you're going to get threats. Right? Did you share a message once where it was like someone who made the threat and then later said like, hey, I saw your work. I'm a fan now. Oh yeah, there's uh, th those. That's the best part now is sometimes people years later will like, send me a DM like, like "I'm oh. sorry I said that" or like, "That was fucked up of me" or like, "Actually, I saw your jokes. You're pretty funny." Or like somebody, even at the time, somebody would send uh, something fucked up, and then I and then I would like post a clip or something. They'd be like, "Oh, she, 
um just like commenting on like my ass or something like so yeah. like that would help turn people around as well just being like oh i like her ass never mind <laughs> um so there was a lot of there's just a lot of fun things like that um where we go from i want to kill you to are you are you around what's up i loved your joke uh in, in your special on amazon dark little whispers the about the 15 year old oh yeah yeah, yeah. messaging what, what did they say? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rape you. And you were like, you didn't know if if you doing a comeback to that would count as you sexting a. Oh yeah, oh. it's like uh, I respond, you wouldn't know what to do. Like, oh, is that sexting a minor? <laughs> I wonder what the rules are. Yeah. When you said it, yeah. I was like, what are the rules? <laughs> that is. Yeah, there was a shocking amount of young people saying vile things. Like you just. Oh, for sure. I mean, my my brother. He's he's uh, he's older now, but when he's a teenager, he was a redditor and yeah. and and gamer, and yeah. like the things they say are insane. Yeah, it was so many young people. I realized that was that also helped calm me down when I realized a lot of these people are like kids. Not that yeah. a kid can do something crazy; they're definitely mentally unstable. These uh, so like, but yeah, and that's why I don't honestly. Again, I don't. Who knows if I'll ever have kids? But I do think I think it would be a real struggle with the internet and privacy. That if I had like a 15-year-old son and he's on Reddit or whatever, I mean, if, if you know, how do I know he's not messaging fucking this, this crazy shit? And then suddenly you go like, well, we need to be stricter. I don't know. It's I, just yeah. so easy when I'm younger to yeah. be like, I'd be a liberal, loose parent. And then you get older and you're like, I don't want my kid to like get into some fucked up shit. Be like he a had... crazy like alpha, whatever, you know, with that. Yeah. That's his name. Andrew Tate. Like, you know what I mean? Like sure. Weird things that people, they yeah. get into. Yeah. The entire universe is in the palm of their hand. You're supposed to like be cool about it. I don't, I don't yeah. get it either. But then you figure it out. I just remember, like, I think about the age that I realized you could use the internet for porn, and it was probably like thir- 12, 13. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I ha- it was just there. But I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want my dad to be like, hey, son, let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I saw you at Carnegie Hall. It was amazing. Oh, thanks. That was a lot of fun. Was that, do you feel like the room. I mean, it's not made for comedy, obviously. Did it feel good or did it feel too big and expansive? It actually felt great. I was warned. I was, talk- uh, I was talking to Ronnie Chang, who had done it before, and he was like, just so you know, like, don't worry when you lose, if you're going to lose laughter because it's just, it's not your fault. It's the room. So I was like, I had that in my head. But then it was totally fine. Like, the crowd was just so fucking hot and good. And like, you, I almost was expecting them to be sort of just uptight because it's the Carnegie uh-huh. Hall. But they were so cool. It was one of the best shows that I've done with him. I think it's that degree, especially with comedy, where it's like tickets are more expensive. So you really want to see, you really yeah. are, really want to see I Anthony think so. Justin. So you yeah. love comedy i think that helped yeah yeah um but yeah it was it was just so fun it was just i just kept like being freaked out that i was saying clit like in carnegie hall but it was (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. everyone's people have been i mean mateo's been there that stuff like that's been said there before but it just felt like weird yeah (laughs) and then tim dylan was right after you guys so it's like warming up the space yeah 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 yeah, Yeah. exactly um and uh and I, I was saying when you came in, you, you went to somewhere I've always wanted to go, Japan. Yeah, Japan. But, but this is the downside. Don't don't brag too much. What what was what was shitty about Japan? I mean, definitely the flight, definitely the jet lag coming back. Um, but 
about Japan itself. You liked it? Oh no, it was the best. I've always wanted to go. I studied Japanese in college. But like really? My whole, my whole thing was I wanted to go like teach there. Like stand up was just this accident that derailed my life. But that was like one of my first plans is I was going to go teach English in Japan. Um, How good is your j- Japanese? It was really good, but because I never practiced it, I lost all of it. But being there sort of jogged some of it back. I did a little bit on stage. It was so fun to impress people on stage. They just did not know at all that I could speak at any of it. So that was fun. How did you drop it? Like at the beginning? Like Yeah, the beginning. And I was like, <gasps> and then um, that was the only that was the only thing I could say. But I posted that clip and I was getting DMs like, did you do a whole set in Japanese? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Please book me back. Um, but I mean, it was just really, just really magical. I, I, I don't know if I could say a lot of bad things about it for your sake. I just want the food. So I, oh, <laughs> uh, just the food. Sushi's my favorite food. It's the only Sushi's thing. The, it's, it's in my rider. It's all that's in my really? rider. I'm a sushi all the way. You, you do omakase a lot. What is omakase? Oh, stop! Oh, you're not a real sushi. You're okay, not a really sushi but let, let me just say. I eat a lot of sushi. I'm bad at knowing things. Okay. Omakase is when you go and they give you like a 12 course, like one piece at a time. Oh, I did do that. I did that at Nobu for my last Mm. anniversary. So I do do that. I mean, I've done like a five, but the Nobu one was the 12. Okay. 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 That's like the only real sushi you get here like if you just go to takeout like i can't eat regular sushi anymore not even since japan but just after doing my first omakase you, ha- you have sushi at, in a takeout place and you're like oh it's not real fish they're giving yeah. you like rubber yeah yeah not real sure sure i still like it though yeah yeah but yeah what are you getting what's your role um if i'm gonna do a role i like uh i like the spicy tuna spicy tuna yeah yeah, yeah. it's not real it's I, not real i like it spicy rubber um what was the comedy scene like in japan i guess there isn't really one like the club that we did is the only actual comedy club there tokyo comedy club um it was really fun mostly expats in the crowd um but they i don't really think i mean i guess i don't know what the like japanese language scene is like Mm -hmm. there's probably other shows happening but um that was the only club there um and uh, yeah it was really small were the did you see any comedians there that started in Japan have just been in Japan? No, no, I don't think so. There was someone there. Her name is J.C. Corey, I want to say, who apparently was in New York for years, but I never ran into her. But she moved back there, and now she just does it there. Um, but it's no. just so seeing other countries where stand up started later. Like I, there's some there's some Instagram I count, and it's in it's in China. And it's stand up there, and it's like comparable to stand up in the forties or fifties yeah. here, just in the level of like, like truly borderline women are shopping a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. The crowd's going nuts. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I gotta learn Chinese <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's what I was told. That, like Japanese comedy is like as well. It's like more slapsticky, like physical. It's less just like what what we do. But um, apparently Osaka, which we went as well, is like more the co- the comedy capital of Japan. And there's a club there called Air O Air for laugh out loud. But uh, no, yes, lol, yes. <laughs> no, yes, yes. <laughs> so it's spelled how R O R. And they're making, they're saying I think it. it's them. So it's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Not, do you see what the joke oh, is? now I do. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I won't even say that club no. name. <laughs> I'll say the ROR. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, 
I yeah. wonder if it's like nice. I, didn't I don't know. Get I didn't. We didn't I get thought it. it was like a translation. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you thought? I thought. I thought. I don't know what I thought. I didn't get that it was like they were making the joke. Sure. 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 Yeah. Now I get it. Uh, that's that's a racist joke. So much to tell them. Yeah, I think I guess they know. I think they have a sense of humor about that. Maybe I don't know. Honestly, maybe it's run by white people. I don't. I, oh, I don't God. know. I didn't get to go there. But no, apparently that's the place for like Japanese comics. So the next time I go, I will try to try to check it out. But um, did you kill? Did was it a good set? Um, kill strong. They were like so polite. The crowd was like so polite. It's yeah. that type of crowd where they're like laughing too loud might be like you know, obscene. That's totally mm. why it didn't kill. Um, but no, 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 it was really fun. They, they had a good time. It was me and Matt Koff doing sets and we both oh, had a really Koff. good time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That was her trip. Um, but yeah, the sushi was unbe- just everywhere. Unbelievable. The best meal we've ever had every day. We're like, this is the best meal. No, this is the best meal. And it's all like $20. Like it's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Oh, I want to go. Have you been? Once. Once. Yeah. I was there for like two weeks or so. I'm Japanese. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I'm fourth generation. So I, my connection to the culture is like very limited. Um, but so it was funny being in Japan as a Japanese person who doesn't speak Japanese is just like, you're so frowned upon. Like a poser. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wasn't even trying to blend in, but I stuck out like a sore thumb because like I didn't dress like how they dress. It's like a lot of flowy, at least in summer, it's like a lot of flowy, linens or like cotton dresses and just stuff that we were pretty covered um Uh i'm out there as a dumb american from california wearing denim short shorts Mm -hmm. (laughs) saying lol 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 and they're like what are you saying (laughs) um but like the the denim shorts was just like everybody's staring at you at that point because it's like you're basically just naked like interesting like you went in the winter i didn't get to see that yeah people don't like wear short shorts it's like that's a very american thing to do so then i think people saw that or like people saw what i was wearing and they're like oh you're not from here which makes sense like Uh uh-huh and obviously i don't speak the language so that was the other thing too but um one thing that does suck about japan is that they don't have trash guns anywhere oh yeah that's a bad thing you have to carry your trash with you like in a plastic bag and then you take it with you until you get home or to your hotel or whatever and then you can throw it away you have just like a big like see-through bag or or whatever you know like if you go to 7-eleven they give you a plastic bag where do you put it down if you go to if you go to a restaurant you just have to put it under the table you got trash yeah you gotta like carry it with you all day why is that just for cleanliness. They're really clean. It's really yeah. clean there. Yeah. Which is no. also the thing that doesn't make sense. It's like you would think it would be dirty. Well, actually, know. that's like a, a thing. Like if you notice sometimes, well, in Jersey, the PATH train has no trash cans, but the platform is clean all the time. It's actually a thing. When you don't have trash cans, it becomes cleaner, which is really? so Isn't that weird? Yeah. That is weird. That's interesting. I definitely see a lot of people, they miss the trash can and then they don't fix it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I get very frustrated when there's no trash cans anywhere. It was annoying. My pockets were full of trash constantly. Um, <laughs> it's a coffee cup hanging out. Um, Do they have the vending machines there with the quote unquote used panties in the bag thing? Oh, you know, I didn't see any of that. What? I'm sure it's there. That's like, I watch a lot of anime. I'm cultured. There is a thing where like, oh, you, you, you go to a vending machine and you get, there's, there's more like uh, things that I think an American sensibility would be like, that's pretty perverted. But it's like, no, it's just a vending machine with used panties. Are they real? I I don't know. Or is it like a, you know. I imagine there's some store and they go. 
and it's like they weren't worn. Yeah, they weren't yeah. worked out, and they just tapped, <laughs> maybe for authenticity. Yeah. And someone goes by. I don't know. I, I'm sure it's there. There's a neighborhood for like everything. Like if you have a weird thing, a whole neighborhood there. for it. Like an Akihabara is the weird neighborhood with all like the real nerds for anime stuff. Like every shop Which is neighborhood? weird. Akihabara. Oh, that's where I'm going first. Thing. And then on the corner, they have the maid cafes. You know, so there's girls dressed as maids on the corner, like trying to get you in. But I didn't go. And like for for sex work or just? I asked the crowd actually if it's like a sexual thing, and like on paper it's not, but like they're they're definitely getting off overtones. Yeah, there's overtones of them in a maid outfit saying "Come inside." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Would you go to Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a downside there. Okay. If you are a downside listener and you live in Japan, please write us. Yeah. I don't know. How many people would it take to write to say, yes, we'll do it? Was it like a show where these fa- where any of people there like, I love your work? Oh, actually, specifically because of uh, my roast stuff. Like, roast, there's a big roast battle scene there. Really? Oh. So, uh, literally, the guy there was like, you're like a legend here. I was like, oh, can I move here? Like, I hate <laughs> roasting, but if that's yeah. what it takes. You hate roasting? Uh, well, it's just kind of like a drag having to write. Of write course. Jokes, you know what I mean? You're so good at it. Oh, thanks. That one... That one that one famous battle. The one. The one. You, um, you know how to go viral. That's for sure. No, I for don't. For better or for worse. <laughs> you do. <laughs> not, not these big pops. I've never been threatened for a joke. <laughs> That's true. You had that joke. I know it's it's awful to say, but can can you do the one about the um, the uh, the motorcycle accident? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she was battling a guy, I'd say in his 30s. Yeah. Comic. Road comic. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Um, Dave's mom died, um, in a bad motorcycle accident. Um, she died the way Dave lives, an unrecognizable road feature. Um, <laughs> wow. Man, that's really good. I really Incredible. like that. Incredible. <laughs> go, I think it would be fun that you go to Japan and you're so good at roast battles and they're so new to it that even in a second language you can craft yeah. roast joke. I mean, that would be really hard. A good roast joke is so dependent on a mastery of, of language. Yeah, but I feel like I could just get it translated. Sometimes I think like, what if I just translated my whole set into Japanese? I think it would, it would be okay. I feel like I've talked to comics who like speak Spanish and I, I'm always like, I'm like, you gotta milk this. And they go like, they go, it must be harder than that. Mm. Because I feel like I know so many comics who do speak another language, but they're like, not well enough right. to do that. I think it's just just the structure of where words go, right. what a twist is. I guess it would be. I just imagine just memorizing like the like here's where the intonation belongs here, even though I don't know what I'm saying. If I could just memorize the words and the intonation, like in Japanese, it would be like it would be like uh, an unrecognized road feature your mom became after the motorcycle, <laughs> yeah. which lives like you. Like you're anything. right. I guess the surprise would be different. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. a lot of it. Mm, I'm still gonna try. I'm trying to get out of here. But God, you you were you some of those roasts. You you I wasn't doing stand up at the time when they were in their real heyday. I was doing yeah. it when I was putting in the work and no one was seeing it. <laughs> it just slowly unraveled. But I love roasts. You like it? Uh no, no, not doing them. Oh, just okay. But like if I'm watching, like it it still gives me the feeling that all stand up did when I was fifteen where I'm like Whoa! Yeah. God damn! That exciting. It is exciting to watch for sure. Like I'd rather watch a roast battle than a regular stand-up show. I would say that. There's been a couple roast jokes I wrote for other people that I was able to 
use in my act in a different way. Years later, I remember like, ooh, like four. Okay. The t- that's good. the tough thing. It's hard. You can't reuse those jokes. It's like all this work and then you can't use but these If jokes. you remember them during, if someone's heckling you, if you remember them in a moment and can mm. use it, you look like the biggest fucking genius. Right, 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 right. Oh, There's I a love couple that, clips yeah. that I have where I just use an old bit that I kind of retired and it, the audience is like, holy shit. Oh, that's so fun. To delete Three beats people. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you're quick. yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't understand. I don't. You just say other people's words. <laughs> Can you make your announcement at the end of this yet? No. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, let's go to our next segment. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Your headphones? You okay? Yeah. Sorry, I was loud. loud. Uh, you got to this got to stop? Yeah. Um, this got to stop. Um, uh, strollers on the subway, they're getting bigger. <laughs> the last week, <laughs> I can't get around <laughs> these strollers. And it's twice now that they've had a double baby stroller. One baby in the stroller. And so it's taking up all the space. I feel like the the thing itself is getting bigger, these strollers for parents. They have so many compartments and things they're storing under there, and it just takes up so much space on the subway. And I know it's not convenient for parents <laughs> to not be able to take it on the subway. So, But it's a better I, – I feel like I – What part's getting bigger, though? Like Because the baby's the same size. But I, I think it's the combination of the, the thing itself – the apparatus is getting bigger. And I also think that sometimes parents are so focused on their kid, they're not being very thoughtful of everyone trying to get on or off. And and it's hard. I'm a bigger guy. So I'm like, what are we going to do here? Someone's got to move. Someone's got to help. You know what I mean? And I can't push people when this thing is blocking. So I, I just feel like the last week I've been running into strollers so much not running into physically but like just it's been annoying me like sure. one more than two occasions and that's a lot there could be like a you know the overhead bag can only be this big the yeah can only be yeah this i just feel like they're huge now i'm gonna I'll be on the lookout for it i had I this person had a big bag underneath the thing and it was a two-seater and also the kid wasn't even in it they're sitting on the, their lap. So I'm like, this just giant thing. That's that's. I annoying. know you're going to use annoying. it. You're going somewhere, and then you're going to put them in so you can strap them in. They're not have to worry about them. You know what you should but do? It's just a giant You know thing. what you should do if it's what? big enough? Sit, sit in, in it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't mind. Teach them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we got to make these smaller. <laughs> yeah. Um, my This Has Got to Stop, I feel like there's – I saw something. It was on Twitter where it was like a picture of the Titanic sinking and everyone in the water was oh, filming it on their phones. Yes. And I also saw another video. It was like a New Year's countdown in a different country and everyone was filming the ball drop with, with their phones. And there's this reaction of like, society's so broken today. Everyone's filming on their phone. No one wants to see this. And I will tell you, I went to a concert recently and I don't go to a lot of concerts, but it was the one I saw. Uh, uh, postal service? A postal service. Uh-huh. And and I found myself at different moments, like the f- filming, and like doing making a little movie that I will never see again. Maybe I put three seconds on my phone, but you know what? It was part of the experience that I had. I was a little director. I didn't feel like I was not. A t- I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't connected. I was just engaging in the thing that I happen to use a lot to engage in the world. Yeah, and I I, I had fun. He's far away. Yeah. So I'm sometimes I'm looking at the screen, sometimes I'm looking there, sometimes I'm filming. Yeah. And I think there's just this general sense of like, get out of your phone and learn how to enjoy it. You're not enjoying it. You're not feeling it. And I th- I think it's you can still enjoy something and film it. And at some point, 
people will get tired of it and they'll stop filming it. And we don't need to look at it as a particular harbinger of doom and and disconnectedness. Yeah. Also that the video where it was like everybody filming the fireworks or like at New Year's, that was totally AI. Oh, it was AI? Yeah. All of the lighting looked the same. It was just like repeated like you know, a hundred times over. Um, so that was fake. We're, we're, getting, we're getting real close to just being able to say that about literally anything. <laughs> I posted a picture of Meryl Streep and Martin Short, and someone said, you can tell it's AI. Meryl Streep's hand looks fucked up. And someone said, she's just old. <laughs> <laughs> My God. And I'm like, but I'm like, we are, we're already entering a phase of like just everything. I did share, I did share something where someone said a picture was AI, and it was not. And uh, that's on me. Yeah. That's on me. Wow. So, Paige, do you have a discussed up? I do. Tell us. Um, whenever uh, this is going to stop, whenever I go on vacation with my boyfriend, um, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, like, do you think he's going to ask you? Like, do you think he's going to, do you think he's going to propose? I was like, no. And then, or people will be like, what's a special occasion? Like, just because I want to go travel? Yeah. Like, there doesn't, yeah. this has got to stop. There doesn't have to be a special occasion to go to travel. travel with your significant other. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, Tova? <laughs> we're just going on a vacation like everyone else yeah that is annoying that is annoying yeah it, it, and it's also just like it, you know a stereotype i guess too or i think that's why i'm bothered by it because it is like oh i guess this is the this is like the natural expectation or progression of life like you have to do these certain things or do these certain milestones to feel like you've lived a full life but like what if like, not saying that you know, I don't want to get married, but like, what if I didn't want to get married? You know, of course, the the pressure and the assumption that marriage is the goal is so deep, yeah, and so constant. Yeah. And you brought it up last night, didn't you, Russell? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring it up first. Our friend you brought know, it up first. Is, our friend brought it, and the thing is, it's all you know who does it. The fucking married people, and yeah. I, I, there's just a feeling where there's a degree of like, hey, when are you, when are you gonna do the thing I did? I'm never the first Sorry. to bring it. I'm never. I, I, I didn't ask you when. I, I asked you a different question, um, but I didn't say when. But I like s- Douglas, he just got back from his honeymoon. Yeah. So he's like, well, now that I did it, aren't you fuck? Aren't you doing it soon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not how anything works. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to, because I, 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 I try not to put any sort of pressure on people about that because it's weird you know like i it is it is a bizarre thing people just assume that everyone wants to do that yeah or you know but especially from strangers too like one time i went on a like a snorkeling boat in hawaii with max and there was like a a father and son who were also on the boat and we were talking just making small talk and like oh like so what do you like what are you guys here for like did you guys like on your honeymoon and like no like I can just yeah, yeah. be. I can just exist and have a nice time with my boyfriend without there having to be a particular reason for it. And if it's in a a romantic place, then so be it. But like that doesn't have to be the default thought that comes out of it. I think part of the problem is people are just bad at conversation, so they yeah. go to these yeah. very basic yes. things. Yes, yeah. Because he couldn't just be like, "So you guys." just hanging out you know yeah like they just yeah there's the like, they put, like, put like three categories of things you can talk about yeah. and it's one of them it's right. the same with with crowd work too where it's like you're just like well, what do you do for exactly. work because it's like what yeah. else what else do you say to yeah, a new yeah. person yeah uh what would you rather they say to you just like hey you guys 
Israel Palestine, pick one. <laughs> That's a better conversation, though. It right? is. That is more interesting. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Then to get out of it, you're like, uh, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> uh, do you have this kind of stuff? I guess mine was more abstract. I'm That's sorry. fine. Oh, that's great. Dude, it can't be abstract. Um, I, it's got to stop that 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 children need eighteen years of care, because uh, right, just as humans, like it's it's not right. Other animals, they're born and they're good to go. You know, like I would wow. have one. <laughs> I would have one if it didn't require eighteen years. Well, if, like how about five? Five years seems five. okay. But like we have like human growth hormone. Like why can't we just give start giving children? hormones that will make them just uh, just develop faster and that way more people will have them right sure <laughs> i i just i 18 years is a long time in my mind though i was just imagining if, if five was it the thing about just walking around the streets of new york and how many just homeless five-year-olds you'd see just <laughs> rolling around. That's it, that's it. Yeah. that's why we need like we need medical science to make it so that they could be fine like i don't want to endanger children well, i want them to get pills to make them adult faster yeah. Also, it feels like it's getting older. Like, because now kids live longer with yeah. their parents. And I'm sure back in the day when our lives were shorter, they probably were free at like 11 or 12 That's to be true. go out in the world. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, so now it's getting, because we're living longer, it's delaying them from exactly. leaving. Well, we'd have to change child labor laws yeah, if we're true. going to separate them from their parents. <laughs> we're I mean, already doing that. Child labor is yeah. a big problem again. Yeah. That's, That's a good sign. That's a great sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a very weird memory. I remember I went to a summer camp once, and I must have been like 10, 11. Mm. And there was a counselor, and he was like, he was like, you know, people are going through puberty earlier than they used to. <laughs> One day, babies are going to be born. They're already going to have pubes. Sir. <laughs> and I remember, Sir. I just remember at some point, at some point, like sharing this information with my stepfather and him being like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I remember an age where that I would guy. just anything anything a slightly older person said I'd take as God's will. That guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember, this is where I stepped out going, What? What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> and in my head I was like, this is, you square, you don't even know. <laughs> Our final segment. You better count your blessing. You better count your blessing. Uh, something, something thankful. We've said a lot of negative things. You got a blessing, Russell? Yeah, mine's really simple today. My blessing today is that the last two weeks I was here, that escalator was out today. It was working. <laughs> and I, it's nothing worse than making that trek all the way across the city from Inwood down here and then having to climb those stairs. So thankful the escalator's working again. Um, that's my blessing today. Amazing. Paige, do you got a blessing? Um, mine's kind of dumb, but I do like, <laughs> I do like the idea of like, as a female presenting person, um, that you can kind of like change up your style and it can really be drastic. Not saying that like, you know, men can't do this too, but I feel sure. like there's a lot more room to work with mm. as a female presenting person. What, what are you, what are you Like been... I'm thinking about my hair specifically, uh-huh. like that can really just change up a whole look. It can be like, you know, one day I could be wearing something more masculine and like kind of go with a whole different vibe. But the next day I can wear a dress and like, mm. you know, dress up and be this whole other person. So, yeah, I, I, I wish, I don't think I, I'd ever wear like a, like a Harry Styles, like dress skirt. Mm-hmm. I'd feel, I'd feel strange, but I wish I could. Yeah, you could. I feel like you could. It's tough as a comedian. Like, imagine I walk into the cellar, 
I'm just wearing a, but I mean, the, I'm going to get. But the thing is, and I feel like I don't take advantage of this enough, is that we are stage performers. Like I We agree. have license to just yeah. do whatever up there. I never take advantage of that. I dress like shit. I'm like, I could be having fun with what I'm wearing up here. Sure. I think if you, you did it in your too. real life a few times first. Look, this is this is me doing it. Okay. <laughs> this is me doing it. It's yeah. it's you know I've said it before. I would like uh, one, two, or three nails painted. Oh. I like. Oh, you see what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? Russell's face. I like. See, that's the thing that I want. I think about it a lot. It's not that. It's not the act of doing that. I think it's the the, the sometimes yeah. other people that you meet that have done it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's sometimes performative. Yeah, where it's like yeah, but I'm a performer. But I, I mean, like it, it comes from a place of like, oh well, Harry Styles did it, so like, I'll get the girls too if I do this thing. Yeah, that's what I'm doing it to get the no, girls. No, no. <laughs> I said let me let but, me get some. But I think that's what Russell's nails. talking about. Sure. Where it's like other people who have done this particular thing, where it could give a bad impression of other people who who try to follow suit. I've always noticed it. Like if it feels like they're. They're like really, <laughs> like it's they want you to notice it, which yeah. is fine. But just like yeah, in every conversation. What do you have a okay? Yeah, and I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a a, a blessing, and I, I wanted to do one specifically. Dina, do you have a blessing? While I, I didn't know about this one. Just something I'm thankful for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, I don't know. I still have Japan on the brain. I guess I'm just thankful that we have the technology just i could just be like i want to go to japan and i could just be there in 12 hours it's crazy was there was there like a did you get to talk to a lot of locals we did we had some interesting conversations oh well you know what's funny is matt obviously he's the biggest person in japan so uh wait matt Koff, he's he's tall he's really oh, tall oh the biggest i thought you meant like he's oh not like no 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 no, no, no. I, just I had no idea physically comedian um so they're just fun interactions one time we were walking in like i guess the Times square area and these two i guess salary men perhaps came up to us he came up to matt and just goes where are you from <laughs> like he was gonna say narnia or something <laughs> Like and it was just like America, and then his, I guess he was drunk because his friend was like shooing him away. Um, one time we went, we went to a tapas restaurant. It was the only restaurant we went to that didn't have an English menu. Most places did, so these very nice men helped us like translate the menu so we could order from the waiter who didn't speak English. He was like the nicest guy, just so very polite. But then out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, I used to live in America. It's too woke. <laughs> like, we just didn't explain. We didn't expect this very polite man to have these very right-wing opinions. He was like, the men can use the women's bathroom. We're like, whoa, okay. Imagine being so upset about that. Like, I'm going to go to Japan. I'm going to go to Japan. <laughs> I'm going to go to Japan. Uh, I will uh, give a shout-out to... This is a blessing. It's not just a shout-out. Uh, Patty Shore Caden. I uh, uh, was uh, a sign language interpreter. Uh, my Zany Chicago show. This clip uh, d- uh, did very well. It was, Viral. It was, uh, yeah. Though some some people were annoyed about it. I I, I responded. <laughs> uh, uh, my thoughts of uh, of what I thought the video did. But uh, but Patty Shorkaden, uh, f- uh, fantastic. Just played along. It was one of these. I just like I walked there, and suddenly there were two interpreters for the whole headlining set on stage, and I didn't know anything in advance. And they just, you know, we had a couple moments together, and it felt nice. And they were very uh, into it. I watched it. It was nice. Thank you. And then some people said you're n- you're never supposed to interact with an interpreter. Ever. Oh, wow. why? I said uh, because there's there's a and I not to, not to butcher the argument. The the argument is saying. 
the whole point of this is so that a deaf person can have the full experience, mm-hmm. the normal experience that a, a, another audience member would be having. And if you're, it's this person is not your prop; they're not your comedic thing. To which I, I said, not I, I literally to talked to like the that. audience. Why would I not talk to the person? It would be it would be inauthentic and not a real performance if I didn't interact. We're sharing a small stage. Yeah, that normally is just me. This is a scene partner now. Yeah, and and obviously in this particular case, the the interpreters were like down to clown. Yeah, I would never like constantly. And also, also, when I said the word Nazi, the sign language for Nazi is. Yeah. And what? I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. say anything. Yeah. yeah. And she kept doing it. And I had this funny thought because in Italy, uh, there was the yeah, recently people upset. There was some fascist gathering and all these people doing the, the Heil Hitler salute. And I said, what if they actually were all interpreters? <laughs> They're all just learning. Someone said the word Nazi and they went, oh boy, this is going to make the news. <laughs> and uh, that's that's my thought. So so thank you, Patty. Um, uh, thank you, Zanies. And uh, uh, anything you want to plug? This is coming out January thirtieth. Wow! Look at you. Thank you. I think. Anything uh, you want to plug? Just watch my special, Dark Little Whispers, on Amazon Prime. Uh, and it's it was Dark Little Whispers presented by Samuel. Is that the way that you? Oh, produced by produced by yes. Sam Samuel. Yeah. Well, is that how, was that the full title of it? Uh, they have a thing where they can't put that on the title for some reason. So I like though that that you put it his name. I don't like it when it goes Sebastian Maniscalco presents. Oh, I wanted blah, that. Blah, blah. You I wanted, wanted that? his name as big as possible just to try to help, <laughs> but uh, it wasn't allowed. Uh, I, I I watched it. Paige watched it. Russell does no research for guests, but <laughs> he would love it very much. Uh, Paige, anything you want to plug? Um, just go see the Downside Live in LA, March 14th. And, yeah. Um, yes. At the Hollywood Improv. Pete Holmes will not be the guest. We know that for sure, but we're working on finding a guest. <laughs> I just know Pete Holmes that he's not available. <laughs> this is not That's available. Okay, so on, to <laughs> on to the next. Um, okay, Gutenberg is closed. You missed it if you didn't see it. <laughs> it's closed on Broadway. Um, and then um, I'll have another announcement soon. But follow me on Instagram at Russell J. Daniels. There's a big announcement coming soon. Not that big. It's fine. It's Could you work? Okay. <laughs> All right. You said the 30th is coming out? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My announcement's. Uh, I'm in Seattle this weekend. It's sold out. Too late. San Jose, February 4th. Could be sold out. We'll see. And then uh, I will be in Sacramento, February 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Sacramento Punchline. Definitely not sold out. So get your tickets to that. Go to the Downside Live. Uh, uh, If you're ever visiting New York or in New York, I have a show. It's called The Silver Lining. Um, That's my new material show where I have guests. Dina did it recently. Very fun. We got, got a clip. Coming soon. Dina said I could use her part in the beginning. Thank you, Dina. Oh. The dating thing. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, uh, hopefully if you didn't get along with your parents, you get along with them now. Yeah. But even if you don't now, hopefully. Hopefully they didn't hire a private investigator to follow you around. This is the downside. One, two, three. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi.